the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. Everything I touches just turns to shit. <laughs> no, that's a little dramatic, and that's that's just technology. <laughs> Are we recording now? Uh, yeah, it's recording. Okay. So. Did you get your pity party in the recording? Um, I mean a little bit, but I'll I'll remove that. <laughs> I don't care. No, you won't. I might. So. You might. I can Shout. say I can apologize to our uh, at least our one listener, hi Marie, for not knowing the fact that despite muting my mic, that the recording software was still picking it up no matter what and uh everybody was too nice to me to tell me that so yeah i'm sorry to however many people listen to this um I, believe me i've spent the last two weeks like beating myself up like to the point where it's like okay now i have to go back and every episode that is still online listen to them and if it's bad, re-edit it. So, because I still have, I think, all the original files. Nah, don't so, do that. Just move on and make it better going. going. Address it one time and move on. So, That's all you have to do. And by the way, I told you. And so um, I am the hero that you don't deserve, <laughs> but the hero you need. But see, I, I thought it was because, like, my mic wasn't muting or whatever. And so I stopped using the USB mic because I thought that's what the problem was. And then I started using the mixer and then it was still doing it. And now the mixer doesn't work. So I can't even turn the microphone down. So I have to sneeze or cough or whatever. Then. Well, what's nice is once we get the mixer fixed, all you have to do is know where you keep the, the volume at and you just pop it down when you got to sneeze and pop it back up when you don't. Yeah. So. And, I mean, we recorded a hour and a half episode of the X-Wing Files with me doing this for that show, and then the audio didn't record. So, I mean, it was, all in all, like, kind of a shitty weekend for me. <laughs> I hope yours was better. I mean, so you spent time with family, so that was good. <laughs> so, I can't really talk about that on the off chance that one of them might listen to this, but okay. it was just not good. I gotcha. It was a lot of, hey, we haven't seen you in a while. Can you fix this for me? Oh, yeah. So, like, literally from the moment I walked in, my dad was like, hey, that Kindle that you bought me, which I didn't buy him when I just gave him my old one, but still, it doesn't work anymore. Can you take a look at it and see if you can fix it? Sure. I mean, I've been up since 545, and I just drove four hours. But, yes, I will look at it and see if I can fix it. Turns out he fried it. I couldn't fix it. So I wasted my time there. 
uh, my mom's. Uh, I said hey, I want to talk hey, really about quick, it. Really quick, you're going to go process of elimination. You're going to leave one person out, and then they're going to know. Who I was they about are. to say. I said I wasn't going to talk about it, and now I'm talking about it. And yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, then my mom needed me to fix her phone, and my little brother needed me to fix his laptop. Uh, and then uh, what else happened? Uh, Ryan wanted to move some stuff into uh, his bedroom to help fight his boredom, and uh, we couldn't get that to work. So it, it, the frustration wasn't me helping people. It was literally everything I tried to help anyone with. I did not accomplish anything. Nothing was better when I was done with it. And then I found out that the hour and a half podcast that I recorded, I fucked that up too. So it was just like, I, I can't do anything right. I literally can't do anything right. So it, I really wasn't mad at any of them for asking for help. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do if you can't figure something out. I was more mad that I, I spent a lot of time trying to help people and still was not able to do it. So I wasted my time and their time. Yeah, but I don't know, like, that's just you. <laughs> the effort is, is worth more than most anything else, because most people wouldn't even put in the effort. Well, and Ron was telling me something about, like, that, about the podcast. He was like, but we had a good time. I was like, yeah, and it didn't record, and now we have nothing, like, no thing to share with everybody. Like, the one thing we're trying to do, yes, is have a good time, but it's to put something out there and I now we don't because I fucked it up and so well I mean you know it's it's just it's about the experience or that's not what he said but something to that effect I was just like and he was like you gotta let it go I was like I, we're I'm 39 you're my twin we're the same age do you know how this works that's not how this works for me it's not as much as I wanted to be. It's just not how it works for me. Yeah, um, no, I, I know it isn't how it works, but this is one of those times where like, he's right. No, he <laughs> like I'm, 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 I will. Not, I don't argue that anybody's right. I mean, all the the stuff you tell me, like, yeah, you're right. It's not going to change the way I'm wired. Yeah, so, that's fair. You know, it, it's just like. The only thing I can do is just say, all right, well, I'm going to obsess over this. So unless you want to hear me obsessing over this, then maybe just don't talk to me. <laughs> and that was our shortest podcast so, ever. No, I'm not, not, not like no, on I'm this a, podcast. I'm, 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 I'm going to let it go on the podcast. But because there's other stuff we can talk about and I only have like 45 minutes. So and it doesn't need to be 45 minutes of like, Hey, Logan's having a crisis again. Cause his whole fucking life is a crisis. So <laughs> it's not, it just mostly feels a crisis of dumb little shit. So I don't really get like, it's, Oh, you got cancer. Okay. Oh, you have cancer again. Okay. Oh, like you fucked up a podcast. I really want to just put a bullet in my mouth. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you don't own guns. I would be worried. So, I mean, you know, it, it's the stuff like that. It's always, always been the little things. Like it, no. when I was in a relationship for nine years, like any big thing, it was just like, no, we can't handle this. Like, we'll figure it out. But like, what do you mean? Like, you forgot to say, 
no onions on my hamburger and then I'm pissed, you know, it's just, or like just stuff like it's always been the little things that just get me mad and I obsess over. So no, that I get it. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to fix that cause I'm similar, but I just don't talk about it as much. Not to say you talk too much, just that I genuinely just don't talk about it as much. If that makes sense. Yeah. It, it's just, well, then, I don't know. It, it, and you understand. You will tell me what I'm supposed to hear and need to hear, and then you know it's not going to change anything, and you'll just let it go. It's the constant, like, well, I don't know why you can't just let it go. And it's just like, oh my God, because I can't. I can't. You know, you use this sad sack voice when you quote people talking to you, specifically people in your family. And I just want you to know that I appreciate that. Yeah, I enjoy it. So anyway, um, what did well, you do this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> what did I, I don't even know, man. What day is it? Monday? Yeah. Um, so I became an uncle. That's awesome. Yeah, so my so like it's been the joke around my office because all day long I've been like, look, I'm an uncle, and they're like, Katie's siblings have kids; they have like three kids in total. I'm like, yeah, but they don't count. <laughs> my uh, my half brother, uh, Mitch, in New Hampshire, had his son, uh, or I guess his wife, or excuse me, his girlfriend had their son, but she she did well, and uh, his name was going to be Dean, like from Gilmore Girls, because I don't think that's why they picked Dean. And then he was born, and she was like, that's not the name, is it what I understand? <laughs> and so now he's Douglas, or Doug, I guess, but he's Douglas, Douglas Pierce. I'm excited. He looks like Ezra, my son. Isn't that weird? It's super weird, because like, you know, so I didn't meet Mitch until I was 18, um, and Mitch would have been like, gosh, 13, 12 or 13, maybe when I met him. So I like, I missed his whole life. And then I still like, when I met him when I was 18, I came back and I went to college and screwed up my life for a few years. And like, I didn't see him all the time. I saw him like once a year and even now it's not a like much better. And so I haven't seen him tons, but he's still my half brother and I love him. And, uh, and he's has a kid now and I'm an uncle. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. So I don't get to do much of it these days, but it's still my favorite thing. But when you do it, you do it big. <laughs> so you take like 12 kids to the movies on the IMAX. It's amazing. I don't know how you do that. It's, I, I don't know. It's so much fun. So they get so excited. And like, even the worst movies, I'm just like, yeah, that was awesome. So... You know, if you're going to go see a bad movie like Justice League, go watch it with like four or five eight-year-olds who are really excited to see it. Because they're not going to hate it. They might be like, I didn't like that part. I didn't like that part. Uh, But they're going to be like, that was so cool when the Flash did the thing where he looked at Superman. So. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm probably, you know. I don't know, four or five years off from that kind of experience. Um, but we're going to try to get up this fall so I can like hold the son of my brother. Isn't that weird? That's yeah. weird. Cause it's not something you and I talk about a lot. Like I don't talk about my family, um, that aren't in the South very much. 
I have a huge family. My brother's the youngest of nine. Um, they're all married. They all have usually multiple kids. And those kids these days mostly have kids now. So there's like a huge family. And you and I like never really talk about them. It's weird. You met you met my dad though at my birthday. You were here, right? Yeah. 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 So you met my dad, but yeah. but it's like I don't it's know. It's, I thought, we talk about my family a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How, I think I don't know how to talk about family. I think I'm bad at family, like the normal family stuff. Like I'm just bad at it. I think I know why, but I just think I'm bad at it. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, I, I think the the most important thing is that I let the ones that are most important to me know that I care about them. I think that's good and important. Um, but I'm hard at like, or not hard. I'm I'm bad at like the everyday family stuff that isn't in my actual house. Um, and I think it's just a part of how I was raised. We moved away, like me and my mom, because it was just me and her. Like we moved away to South Carolina when I was going into like the end of first grade, and we came back. What this did time you it was do? My <laughs> I was like, so, oh my God, what did I fuck up now? No, my computer tried to run an update, but instead of telling me, it just closed Skype and then asked me if I wanted to run an update. Because uh, Skype was, is a Microsoft program, so it doesn't ask permission, it just does it. Right, but no, but it's I have a I have an Apple computer, so none of it makes sense. Oh yeah, that's right. So That I is stupid. <laughs> so I, I think it's like, hey, we know you're on a call, so let's interrupt that call to then ask you for updates. I don't know. But in any way, did it? Did you stop recording? Did you keep it recording? Well, it with the call ins, it automatically stops recording. Oh, so, are we recording again? Yes. Okay. But anyway, so we moved away to South Carolina from second grade basically through the end of eighth grade. So most of my elementary and middle school, and that's where I grew up. And I didn't see my family on a regular basis. Basically, like two to three holidays a year, and. and um, most of the time there's a lot of drama cause my mom's the center of the drama. And so we just brought the drama to the holidays. And so it was not super positive and it was, and I just grew up not, it was normal to not see family. We didn't have the internet the same way we have now. Phone calls were long distance and we were poor back in the days, kid, you had to pay extra for long distance. It wasn't just a cell phone number that you called. And so like, I don't know, I just grew up that way and then came back and I wasn't super connected. And I've, I've always been that way. And then in, when I'm 18, I inherit, not inherit, but I sort of try to step into this new family. And it was just never going to be some everyday thing because I'm just not good at it. I'm not sad about it. It's just kind of a fact. And I think they get it now and I get it now. So we're good. That's my story. <laughs> mm. I'll make it drunk and get sad. Well, uh, <laughs> the, the weird thing is like despite all – like I was talking about all the negative shit. Like so much good stuff happened this like this weekend. Good, well, good stuff maybe not the right term, but like I found some things to help me accomplish my goal <laughs> for You're super close for collecting, and like I even found um, I stopped by uh, Second and Charles on uh, the way back, which I found a restaurant we need to go eat at. Um, did you go to the one in Kennesaw? Yes, yes, Kennesaw. Okay. Um, I don't know if you eat anything there, but did you know there's a restaurant called Twin Peaks? No. Yes. It's like right off the exit. So when you get done, I think we should make a day trip down to Kennesaw and eat at Twin Peaks and maybe just go hit up the bookstore there. I would love to do that. Let's do that in August. Okay. 
That so, sounds fantastic. I saw it when I was getting back on the highway. I was like, does that say Twin Peaks? And so I looked it up when I got home. I was like, holy shit, there's a restaurant named Twin Peaks. Like, I wonder if Spencer knows about this. So I wonder if they've got any sort of, like, connected stuff. I don't think so. Like, from the menu and, like, the, the pictures I saw, it does not look like anything that's, like, weird. It just looks like a regular kind of, like, oh, Charlie's or something like that. I'll just have to get, like, a coffee and a slice of pie. That would be the ultimate Twin Peaks meal anyway. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm in. So, Have you watched any Twin Peaks yet? Nope. Okay, I didn't think so. There's a cookbook that I almost ordered today on an impulse, which would have been stupid because I'm trying to be better about money. It's a $20 hardback cookbook that's the unofficial Twin Peaks cookbook, and it has, like, the damn fine cherry pie recipe because that's, like, a line from the show. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't do it, but I felt like... Like, I still feel like I should have. They tell you, they teach you how to do the lattice work. There's this whole um, uh, pattern, this floor pattern of the tile in the show, and it teaches you how to do the lattice on the pie like that. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. I'd never do it. I don't have the patience for that. I'm like, Katie, can you do that? <laughs> have you ever had one of Katie's homemade pies? No, I have not. She hasn't made a pie in a few years, but she makes like homemade from scratch pies and does like the most beautiful lattice work I've ever seen all by hand. It's incredible. So the next time I watch the dogs, that's the, what you want. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's a good choice. I like it. Yeah. I'll tell her she'll do it, <laughs> but not if she's having like a rough week. Cause then she'll feel like she has to do it and it will just add more stress to <laughs> an already stressful time. So, okay. That's fair. That's fair. I can I, live with that. I, I don't want to make <laughs> – I know how that feels, so I don't want to make anybody else feel that way. So um, what was I talking about? Oh, so yeah. Your collection uh, of I now X-Men have, comic books. I now have X-Men number three, which is, uh, again, a new officially oldest book in my collection for a very reasonable price, I thought. What's that reasonable price? I was like $125. Blech. I just threw up on the microphone. So, I mean, you don't – do you think I, I paid too much? No, I think it's a probably a great price. It's just a lot of money for a book that's probably in tatters. Um, yeah, I mean, but I get it because I think that's right value wise. And if you had gotten a nicer one, it would have been so much more. Oh so yeah, a nice copy would cost me seven or eight hundred dollars. Yeah, so like I'm good job you because this is what I like though. You have chosen not to be like I have to get the best version I can get. You're like I just want to get a version to complete my collection, yep. and I like that a lot. So, yeah, I, it's I, less boastful. It's more about the hunt and not about the boasting of the hunt. Right. I like that. Yeah. It's not about the, the size of the horns. It's just like, oh, hey, look, I got one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got that. Um, actually, I scored that like late Friday night while I was trying to fix my dad's uh, Kindle. And then Saturday, uh, I went to... Uh, the second in Charles in Columbus, and um, I found uh, what did I pick up? I don't remember. Oh, the the Shatterstar Marvel Legends action figure that they put out like mm -hmm. right before the movie came out, but then they sold out everywhere because he was going to be in Deadpool too. So people were snapping them up and you know flipping them on eBay for like three times the price, and I'm like, no. So I found one for like 20 bucks there. I was like, awesome. I've been wanting to buy this for like six months. And then I went to Pat's and he, of course, I bought my $80 worth of books from him that he'd been holding. Um, 
but he, a friend of his went to, is it Megacon in Orlando? I don't know, honestly. I'm okay. not good at all the con names. I think it's Megacon, uh, and brought back a bunch of stuff. Like, I, I guess he, he paid some exclusive package price and they just give you a whole bunch of crap. And one of the things was a Deadpool lunchbox. So he gave that to me. Um, and then, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then we were talking about, uh, something. Oh, I was talking about meeting, um, Joe Jusco and getting that cable print sign. He was like, I always forget you like cable. And he turned around and he was like, I got this too. And he handed it to me. And it is a second print, but it is a signed copy of New Mutants 87, the first appearance of Cable, by Rob Liefeld. No way. Yes. Now. Did he give it to you? Yes. Oh, my God. Somebody, he said, somebody gave it to me. He said, I'm not. Hopefully, the person never hears this, and hopefully, Pat doesn't mind telling the, me telling the story. He's like, I'm not really into signed comics. I'm definitely not into Rob Liefeld. I can't sell this because somebody gave it to me. So. I mean, you're a huge fan, and so you're never going to get rid of it. I wouldn't know what to do with it, you know, and if, God forbid, something happens to me, it's just going to wind up, somebody's going to sell it on eBay to somebody else who wants it. You want it, you'll never get rid of it, so why not give it to somebody who wants it? Um, and I was like, that's amazing. And uh, It is, it's incredible. And then on the way back at the second and Charles and Kennesaw, I found like um, uh, they put out these uh, X-Men books that are really just reprints of the American stuff, but in different formats in England. And they're on my list, but they're on my list of like crap I'll never possibly be able to find because mm. they're not even really for sale on eBay. Maybe eBay UK, but then you got to pay what, like $30 to ship it here. Sure. So, um, I guess somebody brought a bunch of UK stuff and traded it in to the second and Charles because they had a ton of it. Not X-Men, but like Superman magazines. And I was just like, oh my God, I want to buy all this stuff. But I didn't. I stuck within my little budget. So, and found some like X-Men UK comics that I didn't think I was ever going to be able to get, you know, without paying some ridiculously high price. Um, and then uh, like some other piecemeal stuff in there too. So like collecting wise, it was an amazing weekend, like to not have gone to a convention. I got a lot of stuff that I'm just like, Oh my God, that's awesome. But then all I did was focus on the negative stuff all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I watched something like eight or nine movies this weekend with some of three, three or four of those being like short films. <laughs> Um, I finally saw The Incredibles too. Did I tell you that? No. What did you think? Uh, I went Saturday. Um, I really liked it. I liked the short film so much in front of it. Um, but then I really liked the movie. I did not love it, but I really liked it. I thought it was one of the better Pixar movies of the last long time, like long-ass time. Um, but there were certain things where like, I honestly would have rather watched more of like a movie that was – it's hard to. I feel like there's a lot going on in the movie. There is, and I would have loved either just a Elastigirl movie, or just the domestic part of the stuff movie, or just the kids on their own adventure movie. Like w one of the three main elements, but I liked all of the elements anyway. I just felt like there's so much going on 
and it felt a little much. So that way, like the the plot stuff became sort of secondary and easy to guess and easy to figure out because there's so much going on that the plot almost becomes secondary, but not like in an intentional way. And so I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. I watched I, it again though. I, I thought the plot was very, but I, and the more I, I actually rewatched the first one before I went and saw it. And I forgot how predictable the plot of the first one was. <coughs> Sorry. And, uh, so, but in the second one, like, I, th- I think on the slash film, they said, like, when you're watching a movie and they introduce two characters where really only one character is needed, the other character is definitely the bad guy. Like, yes. period. And I'm like, yeah. And, and I'm, I saw it coming from the beginning. Like, when that character shows up, I don't, I guess I yeah. can spoil it. But I, I was just like, well, that's the bad guy. Um, but I thought the way they they kind of went about it was really, really, really good. Um, and now, like I said, I forgot that the first one, like literally 10 minutes after you meet the dude, you're like, Oh, well the bad guy's that kid from the beginning. Right. <laughs> so, yes. you know, no, I agree. And I think that, um, I don't know. I'd so, I, I just, I, I did enjoy it that, that it's beautiful. Like I think the animation is just amazing. Some of the stuff they did with water, uh, um, it's great. I, I just I thought that the Elastigirl, the action is good. There's so much, it's so so good. And I just and I think I'm wondering if it's just on me that in the end I was like I didn't love it, but I really liked it, and I really thought it was an amazing accomplishment, especially because I was reading how like they cut a year off the production time because yeah, they had to I was going to ask you about around. that. Yeah, that's like the fact that like they lost a year in making it. It just means like to me like oh yeah, bonus points for that. So even if I did love it i would probably respect it 10 times more than if they had waited like worked on it an extra year and given me the same thing but the fact that they did this with a year less animation and, and work time that's just baffling um and so i mean it's a it's a amazing accomplishment i'm glad i saw it especially on the big screen just because of as much as i have a home theater it's just something so immersive about the big screen um like i'm so glad that i saw it in that way um but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I it is not one. Uh, it wouldn't probably be in like my top five Pixar, whatever. If you want, if I wanted to reduce it down to that, but um, still love the Incredibles, and I really liked the Incredible or Incredibles too because I dropped the V. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. Yep, it came at the end, like the title comes up and it says Incredibles two, and I was like, oh, they dropped the V. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I really liked it, and I think I told you after I saw it, like. It's weird how it like it reminded me so much of Watchmen as a concept, kind of mm-hmm. like the, these like really dark uh, characters that are kind of commenting on current society. And but it's funny because the plot of the first one is very much like the bad guy's plot in Watchmen. <laughs> so no, I agree. I agree question random star wars question um do i know we at some point see how walkers get delivered to um like planets that's in rebels right um i think so and we see kind of briefly in solo in the live action form oh that's right sorry i got a text and i was like i'm pretty sure that's in rebels um but i thought you might know 
Uh, I, actually, I think it's in the solo trailer and might not actually be in the movie. Okay. Because there's stuff no. in the trailer that's not in the movie. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> because much like Incredibles 2, they were like, um, no, we're still going to need you to kind of hit this mark rather than give you more time, even though you had to basically refilm an entire movie. So, uh, we did also see uh, the, quote, greatest action film of all time. So, yeah, whatever. You were super down on it when we left. I wasn't super down on it. <laughs> I looked over at you and you reacted. And I was like, well, I'm not going to talk about this movie much. I'm just going to go home. Whatever. <laughs> I was very tired. Were you? I was so pumped. I yeah. liked it. I was, I was, by the time the movie let out, I was just, I was half asleep. I was like, I'm so tired. I just want to go home and go to bed. But I had to, I knew I had to come home and pack because I was going to Columbus the next night. So we should never go to Thursday movies anymore. We may be too old for it. Yeah, but it's so much fun and it starts at seven. So it's not terrible. Honestly, if I, if I didn't have to get up at six o'clock in the morning, it wouldn't be so bad. No, that makes sense. Uh, but you you loved it though, right? Yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout's what we're talking about. Um, yeah, no, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And I, the first thing you said was like that didn't surprise you in any way, um, plot wise. I was like, yeah. In my mind, I was like, yeah, but that's not the point. This is the argument of this is like the story argument for Mad Max Fury Road, where it's like there's not no story. And I'm like, there is, but it doesn't matter and like and that's how i felt about the whole thing i was just so in awe of the spectacle the entire time i mean tom cruise is insane by the way and, and like I he has can, a problem yeah i completely agree with that aspect of it it's just the like there's a lot of like bait and switch kind of reveals i mean it's new so i really don't want to spoil it for anybody um but there are a lot of like oh by the way you know this isn't what you thought it was. And I really feel like they give away stuff with Mr. Mustache in a trailer. Like it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not, not just that. Like, uh, I don't know how to talk about it without spoiler um, alert. Yeah. I guess spoilers for mission impossible, uh, fallout. Um, so Simon Pegg in the mask, uh, I completely knew that that's what was going on. Um, Alec Baldwin not being dead, uh, course then he does die or not 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 being dead not being um knocked out that's what i meant um i knew that like that was not a surprise to me um there's a few other things where it's just like the movie's trying to be like ta-da but i also feel like they're very obvious quote-unquote twists so that a lot of people I'm not trying to sound like an elitist prick, but a lot of people that go see it be like, I knew it the whole time and feel better about themselves. So. Oh yeah. Where I'm that just happened. like, I knew it the whole time. Right. Yeah, and I'm being a snob about it. So, you know, and I'm like, did you see him jump out of that plane? He really jumped out of the plane. And, and it's awesome. <laughs> and I, I, all the stunts are amazing. I do get a little too tired of the, like, last minute thing or like we gotta grab that trigger and everybody just keeps kicking it to the edge and like that stuff just it just kind of irks me but so 
I I think my favorite thing is probably, and I keep telling myself it's like eight or ten minutes, which is probably like three minutes of the whole movie. But there's a scene where Tom Cruise is just running across rooftops and jumping across buildings in Paris. Or is it London? uh, No, I think it's Paris. And it's amazing. It is amazing. It's like my favorite thing in the whole movie. I'm just like, look look at him go. His posture is perfect. His knees like come up to his face and he's just going. And it's, it's just incredible. Yeah, I I just watched the episode of Cougar Town where they they reference Tom Cruise like a bunch and Jules talks about well the way you run really really fast is the way Tom Cruise does it you don't bend your fingers you just like hold your hands out straight and then put your arms by your side and just move move your arms up and down while you run and that's how you run really fast <laughs> but that is how he runs <laughs> so. Oh man, it was, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I really wanted to see it again this weekend. I just shouldn't have time, and I watch stuff at home. Um, but I watched Tumanji. That's what I'm calling it. But Jumanji, the oh, Lost Jungle. That was whatever. like Tumanji. Yeah, uh, the the Rock Jumanji. Yeah. Any good? It was okay. It was it was entertaining. I mean, yeah, I, I then watched Zathura because I was like, I guess I'm on a Jumanji kick. <laughs> have you you've never seen Zathura? Nope, never seen it. Oh, wow. It is a very well-put-together film that ultimately, I mean, I mean I, most of them are, but it just doesn't really amount to anything. What, like, wow, this looks incredible, but I don't really, like, do anything. It's just Jumanji in space. <laughs> so, yeah, no, and I think yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I thought I liked it actually better than the Jumanji sequel, um, but the Jumanji sequel, I thought it was clever. I think it's a good, it's an amazing cast, actually good comedic people and personalities bouncing off of each other. Um, so no, I enjoy them fine. They're not any sort of high art, but diverting enough. I think sometimes now I'm like, this is like a PG movie. Like I'm doing research for like three years from now. And when I'm going to show Ezra stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, I think like, I think he could do Jumanji movie before he could do Zathura because the Jumanji movie is more sterile. Like it's less like there's like lizard creatures in Zathura for a minute that are yeah. kind of creepy. So like uh, that's just I don't know I feel like I'm like I'm using that as an excuse to also like sort of check off some boxes of like, hey I've never seen this movie and there's one more Kristen Stewart movie added to my stats because she's in Zathura she's the sister. Yeah I always forget that and because yeah. I always talk about how bad I thought her early acting was but. I mean, she's really not bad in that movie. She's quite angsty. She listens to some, some, you know, emo rock for a little bit. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I do know, like, I mostly remember it as, like, oh, like, that is the movie that John Favreau did. And they were like, well, he can handle special effects. Yeah, I guess he can direct Iron Man. Yeah, no, um, no, no, I, I think that, um, it is amazing because there's some cool um, effects stuff in it that's practical mixed with the CGI, which I really like. I sort of wish John Favreau would just go do something super weird, like team up with a really good writer and make some sort of weird sci-fi or fantasy thing. Like make his – I haven't seen it, but make his Willow or Legend or Labyrinth or something. Like he, I think he has that in him, and he just won't do it. His Dark Crystal, that would be so weird and great. Well, but Vince Vaughn's not allowed to be in it. He, oh God, yes, please. Um, he is—he's the one directing *The Lion King*. 
Am I wrong yeah, about that? Yawn. I'm pretty sure he is, and I just could care less. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I don't get that that whole. Well, let's make the movie, but make it look real instead of like a cartoon. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I miss old John Favreau. So I I mean I love Iron Man, but and I love Elf and Zathura is just he was kind of like work for hire. It's not something he was really passionate about. So I kind of miss Swingers, John Favreau. Do something like that that's kind of personal, but with a sci-fi or fantasy or whatever bend like you're talking about. <clears throat> so like if they don't rehire James Gunn, John Favreau doing Guardians 3 could be super fun. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that. You think they're going to rehire Gunn? I, I honestly hope so, truthfully. Um, I think not, despite, I know, so just to put it out there, because apparently we have listeners. Um, so you're not as hot on the Guardians as most other people are. You don't, like, you don't diss them and you're not mean about it. You're just not as hot on them as the rest of us. And I love them. Um, and so just so we can put that out there on the for, on front street. So Can I clarify I love the characters. I think all the actors do a phenomenal job. It's the actual story, the plots of the film, that don't really do anything for me. So, and that's fair. And see, they do a lot for me. Like I really love them. And so, but either way, um, so despite any of that, my opinion of the situation is I think that they should rehire him because I think they made a, a split decision. Uh, on for really bad reasons um and they can't make that the standard of decision making in big hollywood um and so and that comes from someone who really loves gun's version of guardians um and so i so but i try to make that thought process and decision based on not me just wanting more of the same movies i like but i feel like the decision was made poorly and how can we say we want people to change when he is an example of a person who changed and then we took everything away from him because of who he was before how does that encourage change in the world and i don't think it does um so that's kind of where i sit on it where do you sit on it because this is apparently the podcast where we're going to talk about it um okay so i completely agree with that that is the the argument of the situation the reality of the situation is that, and this is going to make it sound like I am like flag waving, Trump supporting, whatever, and I'm not. I'm not that person. He's definitely not. I would not be here if he was. I can vouch for that. You cannot hold everybody to this standard of like, you cannot say offensive things to people, no matter what. If you do, then, uh, like, Roseanne's a little different because. She, she attacked people right you're and you're active at the time like it's mm -hmm. one thing but you it still doesn't matter though you cannot hold one side to this standard and then when somebody on the other side does it and you're like well i mean he was just joking like and those are jokes from like you we've created such a pc culture and it's okay to be politically correct it has become far too uh, not too politically correct. It, it's just, it's this trigger culture. Like everybody is triggered by something. And if you get triggered, then you have, you know, you expect somebody to just step in and immediately resolve the situation. 
be dismissive or whatever to the other party that triggered you, whether they intended to or not. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know. You cannot have it, you know, both ways. You don't get to have your cake and eat it too, so to speak. So if, if that's the way everybody wants things to be, well then he should have done what Ryan Johnson did. So I, I don't, you know, I don't, and I, I actually like James Gunn. I think he's a fantastic writer. I just don't love the plots of those Guardians movies. Um, I, I, he wrote the Scooby-Doo movies, and I loved the first two. So, you know. So I'm super confused by your, is your stance different than mine? How you just I described mean, it? Well, I, yes and no. I, I wish it was that way where, you, you know, you could just... Like, well, this guy's moved on and become a better person, and that's the sure. way it should be. But what I'm saying is it's become such a, like, well, you're not allowed to say that about... Uh, oh, yes, okay. And then when somebody on your side, you know, says something as a joke, which it was terrible, but it was a joke. When somebody on your side says something as a joke, you're like, well, no, 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 he's a good guy. He's just joking. No, I mean, it, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I mean, you kind of have to have that line. ABC fired Roseanne for what she said, so when all this crap that James Gunn tweeted eight or ten years ago comes back up, well, their hand gets forced, and they're just like, well, we got to fire him too. Otherwise, gotcha. we're seen as playing party lines. It damages our... our uh, brand across both sides you know so it's just it it's stupid you know it's if you don't like what somebody is saying then don't listen to them you know but you you can't you can't just make everybody you can't be anakin skywalker well i'll just make them act the way i want them to because that's how you get darth vader assholes no that's fair that's fair did you read the letter from the guardians yeah and then i i thought it was beautiful and then i read unfortunately the comments where a bunch of right-wing nut jobs were talking about how you know horrible it is that people are willing to support this pedophile and i'm just like my god would y'all stop listening to what other people say. Like, I heard somebody say it, so it must be true. You know, James yeah. Gunn is not a pedophile. <laughs> so. No, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm with you. It's, 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 a, it's a complicated thing, but I, I think that if he were to be rehired, that would bring nuance into the conversation. Well, I know other people are not going to be nuanced about it, but the facts then become nuanced. And right now the facts are not nuanced, and that's the problem I have. And I think if we can make the facts at least say, hey, this is not as simple as black and white, then at some point people will have to – will be forced to engage with that because the facts are now not black and white. And I think that's important. And so I, I hope that – I hope that there will be a difference. I signed the petition. I'm one of the 300 and something thousand people. Um, and uh, and so I think that's like the first one I've signed in a few years. Uh um, but like, I don't know. I, I hope so. I, I think the situation's pretty ugly. Um, do but, you think he comes back if they offer it? 
that's the scary part about this is like as much as I hope that I'm like, has anyone asked James what he wants? Yeah. But I feel like I do feel like the guys writing or the team writing that letter doesn't come in a vacuum. Like I feel like they have communication with him. I feel like there is a level of going. We've talked to him. We spent 10 days before we made this huge statement. And I feel like they probably know that he wants it um, and would come back and understand he had to play the game because he because he's been respectful of the situation since it happened he hasn't been like out there blasting disney or anything how Uh, he's handled it is proof of what you're saying like roseanne has continued to talk about how she did nothing wrong and you know it's ridiculous and it's a political thing and yada 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 james gunn said no i said it i apologize Years ago, when it got brought up, I apologize now. I didn't delete them because I was that person. I'm no longer that person. I've become a better person, I think. And, mm-hmm. like, that that's just like, okay, well, there you go. That's how you handle that. So. No, I agree. And so, uh, so yeah, I'm, my feeling is I don't – I like to think that they're in communication with him. And, and he, they did that after having spoken with him to make sure he was cool with it. Because if they're really that family – there's that there's this if there's that family element to that team that they talk about and that he has talked about, then I would like to think this was not done in a vacuum, um, meaning that they're not putting him on front street to be in the weird position to say, you know what, no, I don't want to come back. So I hope that's not. I hope he does, um, and that's why I think he probably does because the way they're all supposed to be pretty tight in their own way. Yeah, I, it's just uh, this. I don't know. Social media is like so detrimental to these things like i mean if you become remotely famous like even famous in your city you should just delete everything and make all your social media private Mm -hmm. because you're it's too dangerous now you know yeah i mean my my facebook doesn't have my employer and it's also private and I have a picture that has me literally tiny on it. Um, and that's because I have a front facing position in my company. And so I don't want anyone to be able to find or quote me. Not that I post much anyway, but just in case. Yep. I've, I've been working at the place I'm working at for two years, uh, two years last week, I think. Mm-hmm. I've not mentioned it on any podcast. I've never talked about it on social media other than having a job um, at all, period. Like I do not talk about my work. Yep, I'm about the same. Um, I think maybe once or twice on Facebook I had a good day at work or something like that, but that's about it. Uh, it's just it's too freaking dangerous. So, and I, mean, I don't know. It's um, it's really tough. Uh, but like that the. the piece of me that is in constant existential crisis is very much on the like so what people like it doesn't matter if you get better like if you become a better person i like to think that i'm not the same guy i was 15 years ago or even three years ago you're not and at least the three years i didn't know you 15 years ago but you're not the same person you were three years ago uh i mean when i was in the relationship i've mentioned several times i was not a nice person like, I was very mean and very hurtful all the time. So, and uh, you would be like, that's not even possible. Like, that, I don't know that guy. So, because I'm just not like that anymore. I don't, 
I try to go out of my way not to say mean things to people. I might say them about people to other people when I'm really frustrated. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm used to the other people. Yeah. But No, I think that you've said enough that I would believe it, only because you've said enough over time. So... Um, one day you're going to crack and just like talk about that at great length because every year we go like we go in this friendship the more you say about it i mean there's really not that much to talk about other than like i was in a nine-year relationship with a woman who we were just poison for each other and like she was physically violent and emotionally manipulative and i was just an asshole so <laughs> okay your your simplification, I like. I was just an asshole. I mean, it would be kind of like like if Katie burnt the toast or something. If you just looked at her and been like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Why can you not make toast? How are you this stupid?" <laughs> I gotcha. No, so I and like Katie, it, like it, that would devastate her. Like, why is, is she true? talking to me like this? So, but then we get in arguments and she would pick up things and throw them at me. Um, <laughs> she punched me several times in public knowing that I could not do anything back. So, not that I would, but that was her way of being like, well, if I hit you in public, you can't hit me back. Right. So, you know, she also jumped on the hood of my car one time. So... <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like good. That. Sounds sounds lovely. Yeah, you know, it was not the best. So it was a very poison relationship. But like, I can't. I I don't really hold her. Like, I don't I have no hard feelings about anything that she did. Like, well, you know, we were both bad. But I constantly feel guilty about the things that I did. So because there's there's no forgiveness there, like at yeah. all. You know. So, it's just stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, and I'd like to think I'm a better person. She probably doesn't think I'm a better person, and that's fine. I mean, yeah, that's a weird thing about that kind of situation is that even if you do or she becomes a better person, the, if you guys are have a healthy break, you'll probably never know. Right. Because even from the periphery, if you hear something positive or she hears something positive, there'll be that doubt because they don't experience it. Um, and you can't and you can't help that. And that's one of those things that I think I struggle with is the thought that the other person can't know that I've tried to be better. You yeah, know? Yeah. And that's and it's good that they don't. There's no need to try to force that hand. But it's it's a weird thing where I'm like, like, I really have tried to learn from these things and I wish that could be expressed so I could at least go back in time and be like, hey, sorry, but it just can never happen. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that that's more of my crap. So I, no, we, I just always, brought me into it. I tried to include yeah. myself. So I, I I'll make it more of my crap. But I did also get told this is I went out to dinner with a friend of mine, who I don't get to see that often because usually when I'm in town I'm with family, and uh, she was she's going through a, a breakup. Well, it's a divorce, I guess, but they've not been together in a while. Um, and her, like her dog just died. She's had like a really rough year. And so we went out to dinner and we were talking. She was like, do you, 
she was talking about some friend of hers, and she was like, you met her, we went out to coffee at Starbucks that time, I was like, sure, she was like, did I ever tell you that she told me that, uh, she thinks that you got the hots for him, she thinks it's really creepy, I was like, I don't even remember meeting this girl, oh my god, she was like, you don't, and she showed me a picture, I was like, no, I was like, so she thinks I'm creepy? Oh, no, she thinks it's creepy that you have the hots for her. I was like, well, you can assure her that I don't even know who the hell she is or remember meeting her at all. Why would you tell somebody that? Like, I'm hung up on your friend telling you that. Oh, I, that didn't bother me. She tells no, me I everything. Know. It's just weird. <laughs> I've, I've known her since the first day of high school. So, Gosh, I'm trying to think if I have any first day of high school friends. We, we've had we've had long stretches where it's just like, yeah, I don't think we should talk for a while. Yeah. Whew. But, you know, it's usually because whoever she was with didn't like me because we were so close or whoever I was with didn't like her because we were so close. And it just leads to fights. And so relationships are weird. Yeah, they suck. That's why I don't have one. <laughs> OK, um, <laughs> I, I cannot stand people asking, like, asking me what I'm doing. Like, hey, what are you doing? Like, oh, that, that drives me nuts, man. I'm sitting here. Or if, I, if we're sitting in the living room and I get up to go anywhere else in the house, where are you going? I, I don't, why do I have to tell you? <laughs> like, through the other room. Like, you know, would you, if I'm going to the restroom, would you like me to describe in detail what's going to happen? So, like, oh, it just, it irks me so much, man. I cannot stand it. You're funny. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that it's not something that bothers everybody. I wish it didn't bother me. But, oh, my God, I hate it. Yeah, so. everyone has their stuff like that, though. It's just, that's yours. Everyone's got their own stuff. I have my own stuff, too, but I'm not saying them. But I have my own stuff. Because <laughs> there's a chance that Katie might hear this. So, no, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, mine are, like, when I hear them said out loud, there's, like, yours kind of makes sense. Like, that makes sense to me. Oh, no, right? it's really stupid. Why why, no. why is it such a big deal to tell somebody where you're going? And it's not just, like, a, like, like uh, uh, you know, a girlfriend or whatever. In anybody like if I stand up to leave the room and someone's like where are you going uh, don't ask me that <laughs> yeah but no I understand it though for whatever reason that makes sense to me I'm not saying it's totally rational or, or good but I get that mine are like really really dumb and that's why I don't want to admit that uh, fair enough uh, I'm trying to think of what else I did this weekend uh, nothing really other than, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, I haven't really watched anything. I didn't have time to watch much TV. Cougar Town until I fall asleep. So I watched a couple of Netflix documentaries. They all made me depressed about the state of the world. And I watched, I don't know. I built a puzzle of Boba Fett. It was really cool. A thousand pieces. Finished it. Except for the two pieces that were missing because my child. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. No, it's okay because it's like I, I kind of I figured it out because they were two very primary colored pieces. I was like, I've got all the other primary color pieces put on this puzzle. I'm there are two pieces missing, and sure enough, there were two pieces missing. I was like, okay, at least I knew. If it would have been a shock at the end, that would have been one thing, but I knew. 
So I processed it. It was fine. I just picture it. They're somewhere here in the house, and he'll pull them out one day and be like, Star Wars Puzz? And I'll be like, yeah, I built that like three weeks ago, kid. But it's okay. <laughs> uh, I did read some stuff. I already told you about Saga, though. Oh, God. It's, so upset. Yeah, I'm still upset. I've been seeing it on the like on the web. People have been talking about it. You're not the only one. And what else did I read? The, I ca- caught up on Star Wars stuff, which is still really good. Um, I'm still a week behind, so I haven't read last week's stuff. I'm getting my stuff this week. And what else did I read? Uh, I can't. I read some stuff on the Marvel app, and I don't remember what it was. So. Oh, well. My bo- my boss is a huge Star Wars fan, um, so he just started. He bought all the seasons of Rebels and was waiting for the final season to hit Blu-ray before he watched it all. So he's been binging the show, and he's on season season two. But he walked up to me a few day few work days ago and went, "Did you?" So first of all, let me preface: he's never he's really calls my child it most of the time. That's sort of his running joke about children that he doesn't want and he doesn't get the point of them. So he calls all children it, and he walks up to me and goes, "Did you?" you name Ezra after Ezra on Star Wars Rebels? And I was like, yes. And it, I realized it was the first time he'd ever used my child, like acknowledge that my child had a name. And to this point, I didn't know that if he knew my child's name. <laughs> and he said, I was like, oh, he, he does know. But I think now he'll always call him by his name because it's a Star Wars reference. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I didn't That's my life. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else. <laughs> um, I was trying to find anything. what I read and I can't find it. So, oh well. I read a bunch of random books, mostly just catching up. So, nothing too impressive over here. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'm, that's it then. Yeah, I think I'm about to start reading Paper Girls. So, I've read the first two volumes. It's really good. Uh, I think I. I think they're on my Kindle, so uh, that's probably my next project read. So I need to finish Ahsoka. I'm a chapter in. <laughs> more to go, but you can do it. I believe yeah, in you. I'll get there. I think I'm going to text you randomly every now and then be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's different, though. That's like Is asking it? me, yes, that doesn't really bug me. But it's the same thing. Not really. Because I don't see that you're actually doing something. Well, it's... I guess so. You know? It, it, but what if it randomly times the moment you stand up from your desk to go somewhere? Nobody at work ever asks me what I'm doing. <laughs> That's how you learn to love your job. Um, so they just assume if I'm doing it, I must think it's important. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just different. Like, if we were hanging out at your house, and I got up and, like, walked towards the kitchen, if you were like, where are you going? I'd just be like, oh, to get a glass of water? Like, you could just wait and see what I'm doing? But, it like, it makes it seem like you're suspicious of me, because you think I'm about to go do something that you're not going to like, or that's going to be horrible, or... I, I know it makes no sense. Don't pee in the sink. We have... A bathroom, Logan. Right, but it, it, that's what it is. Where it's just like, I, I'm not going to get a knife to stab you. Like, what are you afraid of? <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not. 
you know, getting up and leaving and just being like, well, that's it. I'm done. We're never talking again. You know, like it, it's that kind of thing where I'm just, I don't know. It, it's weird. It, it's my mental state. You know, it's this kind of weird thing where I think everything is about me, but in a, a negative way. So it's, it's like, it's a very depressing form of, um, like being egotistical. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, uh, I so need a I therapist like, is what I need. <laughs> you do. This podcast is not cutting it. So, um, so I've been, I got this new habit when we record, which I'm liking where I play something visually stunning on my screen. Like I'm sitting in the dark in my basement. And I'm watching a movie while we talk. I'm not really watching. I'm sort of looking at the images, right? I did Dread a few weeks ago. Um, and so I've been playing Guardians Volume 2. And I have to say, like, visually, it's a really stunning movie, special effects-wise. Yes. Like, it, it really, really holds up. And you were correct when we talked about Kurt Russell's de-imaging a few weeks ago. Like, it's really, really good. Or de-imaging, de-aging, I mean. Yeah. Sorry. It, anyway. It's, it's amazing. I just thought I would say that. Mm. I'm at I, the end portion, and it's just like, yeah, this should not be as good. Because there's a lot of them that don't look as good once you get them home. I think yeah. that the Civil War fight in the airport looks terrible really? at home. I don't yeah, know I that I've rewatched it. It's very – you can t – so nothing in that scene is real in that fight scene. Like none of it's real, and when you and I and I knew that, and you would even when I saw it on the big screen. But when I watched it at home, I was like, "Oh, I can see that none of this is real." Uh, it's very odd. It's disappointing. But this is like, even though most of this is all CGI, it's just really working. They're just fighting a big shiny blob thing, and it works. It looks great. Yeah. I think there's a lot of texture in this movie. There's a lot of dust and things like that. It just it looks good. Anyway, I need to rewatch it. It's been a while. I got through the opening before um, you called, so like with the the fight and baby Groot and stuff, and that was really fun. Yeah, that's a great scene. It goes on a little too long, but it's really good. Don't underestimate the power of the baby Groot. Uh, Teenage Groot, eh? Uh, oh. Well, I've got like ten minutes left, so. Well, that's it, man. It was good. <laughs> uh, we talked. I will. Uh, I'll get you those pictures of the uh, the. Uh, mixer soon so we can get that thing fixed cool sounds good so right. have a better tomorrow <laughs> all you people out there too that's gonna be my new thing have a better tomorrow that's a great way to we finally have an ending for the podcast there we go all we needed was your suffering and we got there yeah. well at least it hey, accomplished something <laughs> everybody thanks for listening and have a better tomorrow <laughs> bye <laughs>